Welcome to the 93rd installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. In this episode, we conclude our series featuring a presentation on decision-making given by organic farming pioneer Atina Diffley during a recent session of LSP's Farm Beginnings course. In this ninth and final installment of Diffley's presentation, class participants ask questions about some of the positives and negatives of farming. Do we have any just general questions we want to ask before Nick hands you your evaluation? Now that you're no longer really farming, what do you miss the most and what do you not miss at all? I miss the people. Um, I did all the marketing, and so I really had intimate relationships with the buyers. And when you work with the people that work on your farm, it's a level of relationship that I really have never had with people that I did know with. Or people that I've worked with, then when they, you know, at the time they left, I <coughs> missed them. But then when I would see them later, it was never the same type of relationship as when we were working together. It's really a pretty neat relationship. And then just the tactile experience. Because farming is so visual, and you do this work, and you can just see it. And when you get to the harvest, and you're seeing a whole truckload, you know, there's still a 10-pallet truck with produce, and you can see it all. It's very tactile, so that's very satisfying. The main thing I don't miss is the views to my body. The way we went about farming, we were always doing exercises to find balance. But our personalities got in the way of accomplishing that because we would get so excited about things, and then we would want to do everything. And I think that would be a challenge for me in my whole life, not just farming. But in farming, you're sort of, it's an inherent portion, quality of farming is that balance is difficult in farming. Um, and it's <coughs> for me personally in everything I do. That's probably the hardest thing. Probably the thing I was most abusive to myself. I wish I would have known more about taking my care of myself a lot sooner. And when we got developed out of Egan, it created a lot of fear. Um, <coughs> because, you know, we had two little kids. And we were so unstable, and we weren't making any money. And when we bought our new, you know, first we went through this experience of, you know, building our business and growing our product and developing our market and our systems. And we had these little children, and it was very idyllic. We had a couple of years that were just really idyllic. And then the bulldozers hit, and it was trauma. It was trauma for my children. Um, they lost their connection to land. It was, it was just this incredible work overload for us to explain this to you, but after our farm got closed for six years, we rented property on 18 different properties, a 30-mile radius, because we couldn't find a large piece of organic land. Um, and we wanted to maintain our organic status and our position in the market. Um, so it was just survival, and it was hell for our workers. Anyone who worked for us then, um, when they see me, they feel negative emotions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in your class a couple years ago, and I walked into you, and I just thought, <laughs> Because it was absolutely inhumane. It was so stressful. And all we, me and Mark, were doing is surviving and trying to keep our heads above water as a business and trying to keep ourselves together as a family. And so really, all we could do was hang in there, and all we could say to our staff was, you're, you know, hang on to the ride if you fall off. There's nothing we can do for you. You know, we were just stretched to the max. But um, what was the question I was answering here? What you like? So I wish. So I was talking about fear. Yeah. So when we bought our own farm, 
the fine that we ended up buying, at the time we made the decision, <coughs> we couldn't afford it on the money we were making. And we knew we couldn't afford it. But we were at the point where we knew that if we didn't buy this property, we were either going to be migrant farmers for almost the rest of our life, because land prices would just shoot straight up. It was like the straight arrow. Every single day, they were up higher. Or we were going to put farming. And we decided we actually have nothing to lose now except for whatever money we put into it in some time, and we're going to take this risk. So we actually did this risk analysis. We recognized that there was a good chance we wouldn't make it. But we decided that we were ready for that risk because of the other option of continuing as we were was not an option. Um, but so I think we were really driven, and we worked way harder than we would have if we hadn't been so driven by that fear of this instability and then how do we put our family back together? How do we become a stable farm? So we were really driven to pay this land off. I just wanted nobody to be to have anything over me because I had been farming this land where someone else owned it and I had no control. I really wanted control. So if I could have identified that fear sooner and been less driven and maintained more of a personal life, that's the thing I would change if I could go back and do it over. And then I wouldn't have been so hard on my body. I probably wouldn't have destroyed um, elbows and wrists. You destroyed those from moving produce around? Really, it was squash. You know, picking it up, five pound, flipping it over to look at the other side so it's a lot of wear and tear on a hanging weight, and then going like this into a box. And that was the number one. But just generally, I did a lot of packing. One of our philosophies was that we had to have the best quality possible. And I defined that as, well, lots of people can pack a box, but I've got the trained eye. So I did most of the packing. I'd probably make a different decision now with what I know now than I made then. I probably would do a lot more delegation of those tasks. So you have overuse injuries then? Kind of yeah, yeah, what overuse injuries. Okay. Um, well, you guys are really a great audience. I really had fun. So I hope this was helpful. Yeah, thank you. For more information on Farm Beginnings, see www.farmbeginnings.org. That's farmbeginnings.org. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org, or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Borgendale, a Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening.